You're listening to Bloom in Tech with David Bloom. This podcast sponsored by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bloom in Tech, your regular voyage into the uh, rubble left by the collision of media, entertainment, and technology, where we try to dig up a few golden nuggets of wisdom to help guide us through this crazy time. I'm your host, David Bloom. I'm so glad you could join me once again. Today, I want to talk about some really big news out of Hollywood, kind of possibly reshaping the business, uh, even if people are saying, oh, no, it's not going to change everything. But I think it is. And also talk about some of the effects therein. Any doubts that uh, Chief Executive Jason Kilar wouldn't decisively reshape Warner Media, one of Hollywood's most storied studios, were decisively dashed as the AT&T-owned company said it would release all its 2021 films on streaming service HBO Max the same day they hit theaters. This is a big deal. It marks a radical change in long-standing Hollywood practice, a potentially decisive blow to the already struggling theatrical exhibition sector, while further boosting... Warner Media's pricey entry in the streaming wars after a, I have to say, thoroughly botched debut. Ann Sarnoff, the Warner Media Studios and Networks group chief, said in a statement, quote, We know new content's the lifeblood of theatrical exhibition, i.e. theaters, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at reduced capacity throughout 2021. I think that's probably a safe bet, given that even with vaccines coming, it's going to be many, many, many months before many people will feel comfortable sitting in a dark room for hours at a time with complete strangers. Sarnoff went on to say, quote, we can support our partners in exhibition with a steady pipeline of world-class films while also giving moviegoers who may not have access to theaters or aren't quite ready to go back to the movies the chance to see our amazing 2021 films, unquote. This move is a big one in Hollywood, but it also carries significant financial risk, given that the slate includes numerous films made with budgets that presumably will cost over a couple hundred million dollars to make, and were based on the assumption that they could generate a billion dollars or more in worldwide theatrical gross, and then go into the long, well-developed cycle of exhibition windows that Hollywood's created over the decades. That 2021 slate will include heavily anticipated films such as a remake of the science fiction classic from Frank Herbert, Dune, starring this one, will star Timothy Chalamet and a bunch of others and should be hotly anticipated. And now you'll be able to see it on HBO Max the same day it hits whatever's left of the theater business. Same with the upcoming long-incoming sequel, The Matrix 4, another sequel, Suicide Squad 2, and I don't even know what to call it, the the latest Godzilla film, Godzilla vs. Kong. So I guess it's also the latest King Kong film. All those are projects that likely cost $150 million to $200 million to make, and we're certainly expected to make a lot more on the back end to bring back a lot more on the other end. Other films in the slate include Denzel Washington's thriller The Little Things, Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical In the Heights, Clint Eastwood's Cry Macho, another sequel in the Conjuring franchise, which is typically very profitable, if not exactly hugely critically successful, and a prequel to the long-running HBO series you may have heard of, The Sopranos. This one's called The Many Saints of Newark. 
in all, this decision affects 17 films, but really you should throw in the last Warner movie of this year, Warner Brothers movie of this year, which would be Wonder Woman 1984 and something of a trial balloon floated two weeks ago. They said that that film, which had been multiple times delayed from a summertime release, they said, oh, heck, we're just going to put it out in theaters and on HBO Max on the same day, which happens to be Christmas Day. I, for one, though I'm not a particular fan of superhero films or particularly Wonder Woman or the DC Universe, Batman's fine, Superman's okay, Uh, Wonder Woman's absolutely fine, but didn't drive me into theater. But being able to see it on Christmas Day, I'll do that on my new big screen. Sarnoff characterized the move as a, quote, unique one-year plan, unquote. Importantly, however, it may force other studios to make similar moves to protect their own streaming services, their own young, still-developing streaming services, at a time when exhibitors have very little leverage to block the shift, as theater chains might have done in the past and certainly worked very hard to do in the past. The other studios otherwise may risk much higher subscriber churn as people leave theirs to go see what HBO Max has. They may face also lower signups, lost market share, at a time of very fierce competition with more services coming down the pike. Quote, Our content's extremely valuable unless it's sitting on a shelf not being seen by anyone, said Jason Keelar, the CEO, in a statement. Quote, We believe this, this approach serves our fans, supports exhibitors and filmmakers, and enhances the HBO Max experience, creating value for all. We'll see how much value it creates for all. That's certainly the multi-billion dollar question throughout Hollywood that erupted after this. I'm told by people who know that there wasn't a lot of consultation outside of Warner Media about this very big-time decision. It was a shock to theatrical exhibitors. It may have been a shock to some of their partners like Legendary, reportedly, as well as to some of the participants, the creators of these films that have a piece of the action of the, the revenues as part of their, con- their contracts. So it's a really interesting time. In the seven months since Keelar, who was Hulu's founding CEO and later headed the failed Vessel subscription video service, in those seven months, he's dramatically restructured Warner Media, getting rid of many of the corporate silos so that they would be streaming first. He's laid off hundreds and displayed a number of high-profile executives with deep experience in Hollywood's older media distribution models, guys like Bob Greenblatt, who was head of NBC Entertainment, and then most recently, 15 months ago, was named chairman of WarnerMedia Entertainment, uh, only to be sent out the door in the, the reorgs in August. There was another reorganization much more recently in WarnerMedia that sent, I've been told over a thousand people out the door. Most other Hollywood studios are undergoing similar restructuring, but have yet to take this dramatic step with their most expensive and high-profile assets, even as they've pushed them back into next year or beyond, trying to figure out how to begin to make back the prodigious amounts of money they put into them. You know, the Wonder Woman project is a really interesting one. Patty Jenkins directed the film. It stars Gal, uh, Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. And, you know, the first one made over $800 million. Uh, the, the original Wonder Woman of three years ago was easily the most successful female-directed and female-starring superhero film. Not that there's a big universe of those. And they moved quickly to get this second one out. Uh, and now it's coming out uh, on HBO Max the same day it comes out in what's left of the theater business. Part of this is a result of the pounding financially that the company took when they released Christopher Nolan's Tenet film, 
back in September around Labor Day weekend, and they had nothing else in theaters to compete with it, and it still only generated $57 million domestically, which is a disaster for a film that cost at least $200 million to make and over $100 million to market. It did end up getting about $300 million theatrically internationally. And that seems like, boy, that's $357 million. That's, that's not bad, except that you remember that's the gross. Typically in the U.S., the gross is split 50-50, mm, uh, depending on the, the particularities of the specific deal. More importantly, uh, you may not get your half of those $300 million. It may not all come back or not come back right away in your international. So it was a disaster on a film that they certainly had hoped would make over a billion dollars, as most Christopher Nolan films seem to do in the last decade. So it's a big deal for them to have gone ahead and done that, gotten killed for it uh, financially, and now they're going to try something different. It is a big transformation in town. It's interesting that the news about uh, the, the, the HBO Max shift came the same day that the nation's largest theater chain, AMC Entertainment, filed paperwork with the SEC to issue 200 million more shares of stock to generate, they hope, around $844 million based on the current share prices, which I don't think will remain the current share prices, to generate funds so the theater chain can continue to get through what will be a brutal winter. It's not going to be much better for the other theater chains, and I have to say I'm not really sure who, in their right mind, as an investor, would buy additional shares from a company that's struggling as much as AMC is struggling with prospects in front of them to help prop it up. But if you really believe in theaters, perhaps you'll buy some of those shares and keep it going. We'll be right back after a quick message. So that's our show. Thanks so much for listening in. I hope you... So that's our show. Thanks so much for listening in. I hope you are well and staying safe and sane as this terrible pandemic worsens for so many of us in so many parts of the country. Please do your part to take care of your family and your friends and the people around you that you don't even know and be smart. In the meantime, if you like what you hear on this show, please rate, review, share, and subscribe. If you really like what you hear, uh, you can even throw a few bucks in the till. The site that handles syndication and hosting of my podcast is uh, anchor.fm, and they have a function that allows you to, much like Patreon, contribute. And if you could do that, it'd be wonderful. And I certainly understand in this moment if you can't, particularly all those out there who are struggling in one fashion or another. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me on Twitter at David Bloom. You can reach me on LinkedIn at David L. Bloom. Please uh, let me know what you're thinking, what you're up to, where you think Hollywood's going and what's next on the horizon. I'd love to hear from you one way or the other. Again, stay safe and sane and know that I'm thinking about you all. This is David Bloom for Bloom and Tech, over and out. episode by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Take care, everyone.